The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there, and the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen. But we won't get there without you. Visit alz.org to join the fight. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. All Hit Radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. It is Wednesday, April the 21st in the year 2010, and this is the second hour of tonight's show. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Exonation, we're going to be talking to Kim Romaner. She is the founder and chief amplifier of possibilities, uh, Amplified Inc., and an expert on both science of amplifying possibilities into reality and the practical applications for both people and businesses. Now, Kim is a popular speaker and sought after consultant. Kim addresses businesses corporations, associations, and other organizations on the power of possibility. Her 25 years in business leadership ranges from small business ownership to Fortune 500 executive experience. And uh, her website, www.possibilitiesamplified.com. She's the author of a brand new book that is out. It's entitled The Science of Making Things Happen. Turn any possibility into reality. Kim, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you so much. It's a great pleasure to be here. 
Tell me, turning turn any possibility into reality. How did you come across this method? You know, it started, oh, a little over 15 years ago. I was mm-hmm. in a time in my life when I uh, needed to discover some new possibilities for myself and amplify them into reality. And I say amplify because that's what a quantum physicist would say about quantum possibility. And uh, it, it was about 1993, October 22nd. I had a head-on collision with an 18-wheeler mm. about uh, about two weeks after uh, my husband of eight years moved out of the house. And, oh, um, my heavens. And uh, after, about a year after Hurricane Andrew hit our house, and we were out of the house for about a year. So it was a trying time, to say the least. And uh, I was self-employed and had no disability insurance and really needed to discover a whole new way of being. And, and uh, so I started this quest to discover how do you turn possibility into reality? Is there actually a science to it? And it turns out that there is, and I'm sharing that through this book. Is, is the, the method like, um, you know, if you, if you confess it, you will possess it? Is it the power of positive thinking? You know, I would say that the power of positive thinking always helps because mm-hmm. there's always the negative thinking, and you have to go uphill against that because that voice is always going to be there. Right. So it is a contributor to this process, but I would say that it goes a bit deeper than that. You know, I've read thousands, literally, of self-help books and motivational books mm-hmm. and so on, and and I love the concepts in those books, like the Law of Attraction, for example. Yes. Love that concept. Love that concept. But why does it work, or why should it work? I wanted to, I wanted to know the real, the real reason for, for those sorts of things working. Was there actually a scientific underpinning to all of that sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. And so I started reading thousands of, you know, quantum physics. Uh, okay, thousands is a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> hundreds of quantum physics studies. Uh-huh. And talked to some physicists and talked to biologists and, and uh, just had the most fun with really sort of digging into what is science telling us today about how the universe works and how we fit into that picture. And I've just been amazed at what I've discovered, you know, about the human being and, and how uh, how we have this amazing capability to turn possibility into reality. Well, you and I have to turn a segment into a commercial break. I can do that pretty good. And when you and I come back, we're going to continue talking about the science of making things happen, turn any possibility into reality. Our guest this hour, Nation, is Kim Romaner. She is founder and chief amplifier of possibilities. And we're going to be talking to her about making things happen. We can all learn something this hour. And uh, isn't that great when we can help people? Because I believe that that's what we're here on this planet for us to help each other. And Lord knows there are those who need more help than others. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. Don't go away. Big 
Exo Nation, Kim Romaner is our special guest. She's the author of The Science of Making Things Happen, Turn Any Possibility into Reality. And I, before we go on, Kim, I, I, just, I just have to know where you got the strength to, to go through what you did. God bless you. How, how did you do it? Where did you find it? Well, it, it was a, a sort of a, an interesting epiphany that I had during my uh, recovery mm-hmm. from that time. Um, I was sitting out on the back patio of a, of a South Florida home that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to keep, given the circumstance. And it was, you know, at dusk when the, the light is all orange. And I remember sitting out there staring at the lawn and, mm-hmm. and thinking, you know, oh, it all of a sudden occurred to me that my life had ended. Um, you know, figuratively and almost literally. But then it secondly occurred to me that I get to have another life and that this one could be anything I wanted. I could create anything I wanted. I could choose a new geography, uh, new people, new work, new play, anything I wanted. And they realized that I didn't have to have just one more life. Mm-hmm. I could have as many lives as I wanted. And as I sat there, it was like I could see them all sparkling in the grass like gems. And I thought, if I could just pick these up and string them together, I would create such a beautiful life that I would have been so happy to have lived when I was really and finally on my deathbed. And that epiphany, that vision, was the thing that really kept me going was that I was the creator of my experience, that I am the creator of my life, and that there were techniques that I could use to do whatever I really wanted and to create whatever I really wanted. So basically, when one part of our life finishes, we're like an artist. We're given a brand new canvas and a new set of paints, and we have the, the, the ability to paint whatever we want, to start a new life and be anyone we want. Is this what you're saying? I'm saying that I was fortunate enough to have one life really sort of come to a close, Mm -hmm. to have this epiphany, to know that. But right now, no matter where you are, you have the canvas, you have the paintbrush, you have the paints. And so the book is encouraging people to paint, to first of all, access new possibilities that they don't see now because they're out there, but we have blinders on. So first we talk about how to create that really juicy vision that set that destination so that you can then create from that uh, and then shows you the steps and actually all based in science of how you can align yourself with that vision, how you can believe in it, how you can take action to make it happen, and even finally how you can measure your progress toward it in order to accelerate your progress toward that goal. Why should we look to science to help us create success in our lives and or to make our dreams come true? Well, science is about how things work, right? Yeah. And so, as I mentioned earlier, some of the latest and little-known, actually, discoveries in a variety of sciences are telling us more and more about how the universe works and how we fit into that picture. And the coolest thing that I found out in this, in this research that I did was about was about you, was about all of us, that we are the best designed possibility amplifiers in the universe. And we are so good at it, in fact, that we can turn even the impossible into reality. 
And if we understand the mechanisms that are already in play in the universe for turning possibility into reality, we can learn to uh, leverage them and use them in our own lives. How do we know science actually has figured out how this works? Can you give us some examples? <laughs> we, you know, we don't know that science has completely figured out how it works. In fact, we're quite sure that science hasn't quite figured it out. For, so let's just, I want to take this to a little bit of a higher level, All for right. example. Uh, classical physics is the mathematical expression of how things work in our everyday world, the macro level of the universe, if you will. And quantum mechanical physics is what is what describes what happens at the subatomic level of the universe. And they've been trying to figure out how to get these two sciences or, or different mathematical expressions to mesh. And they haven't quite figured it out yet. Um, but I can tell you that when they do, mm -hmm. the model will be based on the quantum mechanical stuff versus the classical physics stuff because it's a much more elegant and straightforward mathematical expression and is much more solid, actually. We're still dealing with issues with classical physics. But at the same time, we have learned to manipulate classical physics or apply it to, to take things that we, we before imagined were not even possible for us and turn them into reality. For example, flying. Flying was a complete impossibility for human beings not too long ago in our history. And through our use of the principles of classical physics, we were able to overcome that and make the impossible not only possible but real. So my supposition is this, that quantum mechanics can teach us even more and that we as lay people should really be engrossed in what's happening in that arena, learn how the discoveries that are going on there can be applied practically to our own lives, because as we do that, we will be preparing for the future that quantum mechanics is bringing us, that, that, that these new physics mm -hmm. are going to, the, the future that these new physics are going to bring to us. Um, and we're already, that magic is already starting to happen right now. I mean, we're already using quantum mechanics and creating magical things. I mean, think about uh, the, your DVD player, which relies heavily on quantum mechanics. You know, a little disc and you've got a live picture or the GPS system in your car. And in a hundred years, you won't even be able to recognize what we're able to do with quantum mechanics. It will seem like magic, and it will seem that we're doing things that were totally impossible today. Well, I guess all we'd and have so, to do to, to give that example, uh, its, it, it's, its scope is if we were to take somebody from a hundred years ago and put them into downtown New York or downtown Los Angeles or, mm -hmm. or at an airport, for example, can you just right. imagine the shock and awe these people would be in it, or then sit them down in front of the uh, computer and have them surfing on the internet? That's right. You know, talk magic, about, magic, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this is the book is is starting to, in my mind, is just giving people a glimpse mm -hmm. of what's possible for us, and as I believe it's part of actually our evolutionary process. Tell me, Kim, where do we start the process of getting what we want? The very first place to start is knowing what you want, getting really crystal clear about what it is that you want to create. Because if you don't know, the universe doesn't know either. And if we want to take advantage of these universal mechanisms, we need to know what our destination is. And so the first thing I would recommend to create that crystal clear vision is... Um, 
to take advantage of what, what I call the wave mode. You know, the, the nature has a, the, the universe has a dual nature. It's both waves and particles. And in the wave mode, in the quantum world, all possibilities are available. And we can get into that mode ourselves by opening up to the possibilities, by asking ourselves the right questions. Like, if I could create whatever I wanted, mm-hmm. how would I begin to do that? If I could get to this goal that I've long wanted, uh, how could I do that? Um, if I'd already created the abundant life of my dreams, for example, what would it look like and what would it feel like? I mean, we have a tendency to, to downplay the emotions that we're actually trying to create with all of this creative effort that we put forth. And once you have opened yourself up to more of those possibilities, and there's lots of tools in the book for helping you to do that, then it's choosing. And once you choose and you've set that destination, then everything else begins to to fall in place. And that's the first step of what I call the possibility amplification process. Kim, how has your science of making things happen helped people? The, the first thing is, is that um, it, people suffer uh, often from what I call uh, the fuzzy future syndrome. It's a disease. They don't really want to get clear or have not yet gotten clear about what it is they're trying to create. And there's all kinds of reasons for that. Um, one of the reasons is that they're afraid that if they choose something, that they're not going to be able to create it. So there's fear of failure. There's fear of success around that. There's fear of change. Uh, so it's first getting over that fear, and I think uh, my book helps people do that. Um, there's some great stories in there about people who took those steps and were successful. Um, so we can eliminate fuzzy future syndrome, and my goal is actually to eliminate fuzzy future syndrome around the world. <laughs> well, that's a bit of so a, I, uh, that's a, bit of a uh, challenge. Well, you know, but everything is possible. That's mm-hmm. where I come from. So I'm going to keep working on it. The worst thing that could happen is that I end up on my deathbed and haven't quite gotten to the whole world yet, right? Somehow I think you're going to do it. <laughs> so that's one of the ways that, that my that my book can help mm-hmm. folks. Um, but also there's there's a set of tools in there to help them believe in what it is they're trying to create, to create the internal environment within themselves. Um, to support their creation process, to show them how the universe takes quantum possibility and amplifies it into reality and how they can ride the coattails of that process. So it's a pretty uh, straightforward process that's really backed up by science. And uh, the back half of the book is all about the practical application. So depending upon what you might be trying to create, there's a chapter in there for you. You know, uh, Sandy Grayson, we've had on the show, and she's the mm-hmm. author of journalism, uh, journal, uh, journalation. Uh, she said, uh, Kim Romaner is a gr- is a rock star in the realm of possibility. Here's your step by step guide to the scientific method for creating the life of your dreams. That's a pretty heavy endorsement. <laughs> Sandy is nothing if not emphatic, but uh, she's a good friend of mine. We she lives in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we had to go to all the way to Los Angeles to meet. And I really appreciate her work because journaling mm-hmm. is a great tool when you're in this creative process, when you're trying to make things happen in your life. And uh, I think her book is very powerful as well. Kim, stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. 
Exo Nation, Kim Romaner is our special guest. She's the author of The Science of Making Things Happen, Turn Any Possibility into Reality. The website is www.possibilitiesamplified.com. And uh, Kim and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Listening to the X Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network and X Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit bp.com slash save to learn more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. to the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. And I'd like to say hello to a couple of our affiliates, uh, KOHI in St. Helens, Oregon, and our, our Canadian flagship station am 580 cfra in ottawa ontario canada if you'd like to give us a call toll free worldwide 1-800-610-7035 email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on msn messenger xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com and our website www.xzoneradiotv.com my guest this hour, Exonation, is Kim Romaner. She is the author of The Science of Making Things Happen, Turn Any Possibility into Reality. And uh, The Science of Making Things Happen helps anyone who wants to reconnect with their dreams, live fearlessly, take risks, and lead extraordinary lives, and who wants the science to prove they can. Now, the universe is designed to make our possibilities become realities, and this is according to Kim, 
who offers the scientific data to support that claim and the simple tools for putting that knowledge into action. So basically we're talking about a scientific knowledge cause and effect here. Now, more practical than many books and backed up with the research from peer-reviewed scientific journals, Kim demonstrates that focused attention can bring our dreams to life and reshape our lives. Kim's website is www.possibilitiesamplified.com. Kim, it's um, yeah, I'm sitting here reading, going through your book, saying, "No, nah, this is too good to be true." What's the catch? Like, is it just a is it just a matter that people have to want to make the changes that are going to affect the changes in their lives? And you know, it seems that people are looking for a quick fix in today's society. Is this a quick fix, or is this a method that takes dedication? I would say that it takes uh, a dedication, persistence, and belief. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have those elements, you can make it a quick fix. I'll give you another example of someone I talk about in my book. She's a good friend of mine. Her, her pseudonym is Katie in mm-hmm. the book. Um, she won the lottery, and I'm not a big uh, fan of lotteries, nor do I play the lottery. But it was what she did to make it happen. And I really do believe that she called that money to her that was so fascinating to me because um, she had created this air of expectant anticipation was how she put it. And it's a lesson that I am still learning myself, being a horrible wart personally. Um, And she wrote about it in her journal every day. Um, She drew pictures of herself with the money in her hands and pictures on the wall behind her of what she was going to do with that money. And the day before she won, her journal entry read, things are starting to happen. I can feel it. Now, there's somebody who's plugged into the process and didn't even know she was applying the science. And I think that there, we, all of us, to some degree or another, are actually using these mechanisms without really knowing it. But if you can put them all in a sequence and you can be firing on all of these scientific pistons, if you will, um, you could be much more effective at getting done what you want to get done, creating what you want to create. Let me give you a scenario. Mm-hmm. You've got a couple. One member of that couple team is super positive gets up with the vision, gets up with the dream, works his or her butt off, doing their very best to make it happen. Their Mm -hmm. partner, on the other hand, is a very negative person and keeps telling the other partner that the vision or dream or goal will never happen. How How do you circumvent that problem? There's two opportunities there, I think. One is that um, you can use that negativity to bolster your own belief in your dream. You know, some people will tell you that if you have a dream, you should keep it to yourself because you don't want people to rain on your parade. That doesn't help you. In my mind, I think you should take in every bit of of information you can about Mm -hmm. your possibility because every time someone says no to you, it gives you another way to say yes to yourself. It allows you to provide yourself with another argument for why you can. You know, you're sort of answering all your own objections and everybody else's as well, and I believe it makes your dream stronger as long as you stand firm. The other opportunity in that situation is, uh, is to say, this is not the kind of person that I want to be with. 
And, uh, and to me, that's an opportunity to, to change your life. Um, I certainly wouldn't be comfortable living or being with a person who is constantly telling me that I, that I couldn't do what mm-hmm. I wanted to do and, that, um, and disenfranchising me, if you will. All so, right. and, and I actually talk about both those things in my book. What about the little voice in our head that might be giving us the hard time? How do we, you know, how do we change that around? At the top of the hour, we talked about that a little bit, and when I said that that voice is always going to mm-hmm. be there, you know, we're, we, we not only have the outside voices, we have the inside voices. Um, there's always going to be that internal resistance. But the way I like to look at it is, uh, without that resistance, we would never know what it feels like to break through it. You know, we, if we, we don't have, it's a black and white world, you know, you have mm-hmm. to have the good and the bad and the dark and the light. Yeah. And so in, in my mind, that resistance gives us a chance to overcome it. Um, but I do think that people really need to work on their beliefs because so much of what happens inside us and outside of us depends upon our belief system. Most people don't realize they have a belief system. They operate from their beliefs, but they don't manage their beliefs. And I give a process in the book for actually examining your own belief system and uh, some tools to help you reduce the impact or completely eliminate um, the negative beliefs and, uh, and also re- recreate your belief system with beliefs that will support your vision. What is decoherence and how do we <laughs> apply it to create our own reality? Decoherence is the universe's method for turning quantum possibility into reality. And uh, it is, in fact, the bugaboo in the creation of quantum computers. And so what all the physicists are spending time and energy on now is how to uh, tamp down decoherence. But for us, for us possibility amplifiers, mm-hmm. we want to amp it up. We want more decoherence because we want to turn our possibilities into reality. And the way it works is, is simply this. Um, in the, in the quantum soup of the universe, there are some possibilities which are more powerful or probable than others, and the universe selects those out uh, to turn into this three-dimensional reality we call home. And those powerful possibilities are powerful because they have a lot of information about them in the environment. And this is, these are not my words. These are the words of quantum physicists right out of their studies and papers, um, lots of informational records. Um, they, this can be observed by multiple people, that sort of thing. And, um, and the fact that you can, you can experience this information over time, that it's stable. And so if we want to turn our dreamed of possibilities into reality, we have to do the same thing. We have to create a lot of information about our po- dreamed of possibilities mm-hmm. and, and then keep doing it over time um, to make them stable. And so it is this, this is the action part of the formula. This is where you get her done. This is where you, you think about it, you talk about it, you write about it, you act on it. And all this information which, where, where you are saying in all of these different modalities, this is going to happen, this is happening, this has happened already, in fact, is where the power is. Jeez, when you said get her done, I, I could have swore you heard Larry the Cable Guy in there as well. Um, can, you, can you explain to me the role of epige- uh, epigenetics and how it applies to the science of making things happen? Get Sarah, her done. this goes back to the, the belief uh, system we talked about. 
epigenetics uh, means above genetics, epi meaning above. And it, this is a study of forces that are more powerful than your DNA. And, you know, some folks say, I can't help it, it's in my genes. Well, guess what? They're now discovering that we can even overcome that. And I think that is going to be a branch of science that you are going to see take off over the next five to ten years. And epigenetics was on the cover of every single science magazine in December of 2006 because of some of the amazing stuff that they've recently discovered about it. Um, but, the, but epigenetics in the way that we can apply it is this. Mostly when, when biologists talk about this, they talk about the forces in the external environment that can overcome gene mutations and that sort of thing. In mm -hmm. fact, changing gene expression from one generation to the next, and even now they know within one generation, gene changes can be made because of what's happening in the external environment. But as sentient beings, as conscious beings, we not only have the external environment to deal with, we have an, our own internal environment to deal with. And what creates our own internal environment has a lot to do with how stressed we are. It's about that fight or flight. Are we creating an environment inside of us that is about creating or is it about conserving? You know, when you, when you are afraid or stressed out, all of the energy in your body goes to the emergency systems. You're producing all kinds of stress hormones, and you're really sort of bathing all of your cells in this bath of stress. And the cells stop building stuff. They stop reproducing themselves. That's why we get sick when we're stressed, because we, we, it even turns off our immune system so that we can run if we have to. And in today's world where we're so stressed out, this is a huge problem for us when we're trying to be creators in our lives. So uh, through studying what we're, what we're believing in, how we're perceiving those things, how we are responding to those things, we can start setting up an internal environment that keeps all those creative motors going uh, and helps us to stay open to the possibilities. One of the chapters in your book is uh, it's chapter number seven, Amp Up Your Career. How can we amp up our career? Well, first of all, what do you want to create in your career? Again, it's getting crystal clear on, on what you're trying to create. Are you just working on a promotion? Do you want to run your company? Do you want to go out and start a small business? What exactly is it that you want? Um, next, I would say that whatever you've envisioned, it mm -hmm. could be bigger. It could be bolder. And in my book, in Chapter 2, we talk about amping up that vision, making it juicier, making it bolder, making it more compelling. You know, there are ways that you can, you can actually create this thing in your head that's almost as real as your reality. Uh, in the third chapter, we talk about epigenetics and how to align yourself with that so that you believe that you have the capability to get it done and how to overcome those negative forces that we just chatted about. Mm -hmm. Decoherence is about acting on it. What would you do? And I give folks some good examples. I've been promoted about 12 times in my career, and that was while I was actually working for other folks as opposed to being self-employed. And there are certain specific steps that you can take um, to improve your promotability, if you will. Um, but any action that you want, if you want to start a small business, tell folks, write about it, create a plan, you know, write a business plan, take those decoherent steps, make those informational records, if you will. Um, and then lastly, it's about measuring yourself um, and measuring your progress. And there are ways that you can measure that will actually accelerate your progress towards your goal. So it's the basic same process for just anything that you want to create. And in, the, in these practical chapters in the last half of the book, I talk very specifically about, about career, health, wealth, 
uh, and so on. Yeah, I, the but doesn't doesn't each chapter go hand in hand with the next in order to have the complete picture? Yes, I would say that uh, the first thing I would love for folks to do is create a, this holistic vision of what they want their whole mm-hmm. lives to look like, not just focus on one or the other, but, you know, usually people are facing issues in one particular area of their life while the others may be going along fine. But, yeah, I would try for the whole dream, uh, create that full and complete vision, because you're right, they do interlock together. If you decide that you're only going to focus on your career, you know, your relationships might suffer, that's right. for example. So that's a great point. What has been the highlight your personal highlight as the author of The Science of Making Things Happen? Well, you know, of course I used this process to get this book published, which Mm -hmm. was great for me because that has been on my personal list of things to do, things that I wanted to create in my life since I was about 16 years old. And when I started actually keeping goal lists and things, I put it on that list in 1984. And so uh, here finally is a book that that I wrote and was published by a publisher and not self-published even. And that makes me very proud. And and I would tell you that I applied this process, you know, in in the beginning, Mm -hmm. not really even understanding the complete uh, process that I ended up designing in the book. So that has been a, a wonderful thing just for me. But it also is, and more importantly is, the impact that this process is, happy, is having for people out in the world. Um, people write me these great emails uh, in response to my newsletters about how they are doing this now, they're trying this out. Um, this, the stories that I'm getting from the folks that are using it are really very um, inspiring. And, you know, some folks who are coming from places that I can even relate to, wow. you know, um, having much, much more difficulty in their lives. Stand than, by, than, my dear. You I and did. I have to take our final break for this hour. Exonation, the science of making things happen. Turn any possibility into reality. www.possibilitiesamplified.com. Kim and I will be back after this break. Don't go away. Crazy music playing Nation, our very special guest this hour, Kim Romaner, is the author of The Science of Making Things Happen. Turn any possibility into reality. Her website is www.possibilitiesamplified.com. There is one final question I have for you, Kim, and that is, what is the inverse Zeno effect? The inverse Zeno effect is everybody's favorite in the book, and it is a lot of fun. So let me tell you where this comes from. It's a, it's a phenomenon in quantum physics, and 
it comes from the fact that physicists have learned that when they measure subatomic activity, they can either slow it down or speed it up depending on uh, how they measure. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when they slow it down, it's called the Zeno effect and the Zeno effect. And so we are measuring ourselves all the time, constantly. Have you ever said something to yourself like, oh, I can't believe I just Oh yes, that of course that. Just... <laughs> yeah, and that's when I take my foot out of my mouth usually. <laughs> or I can't believe I just did that, or I got mm, nothing done today. Exactly. Constantly. Oh, I'm having a bad hair day. Oh, I picked up the kids late. The daycare ladies think I'm a bad mom. Constantly, it's going on in your head all the time. Hundreds of measurements a day that are generally negative. Unfortunately, the nature of, of humans is is to measure ourselves more negatively than positively. So, using the inverse Zeno effect, we can apply this to to uh, measure ourselves in ways which will accelerate our results. So, when you measure yourself in the ways I just gave examples for you, do you think that slows you down or speeds you up, Rob? Uh, speeds me up. No. <laughs> when you measure yourself negatively, you're going to slow your down, oh, slow negative, yourself yes. down because right, you're right. creating friction on your process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's and right. So, and so what we want to do is stop before taking that measurement. As I say, never leave the seam of a bad measurement. And you can turn this around for yourself. And I do this in my workshops. I'll give you an example. I did one where um, I asked folks to write down everything that they had done that was good yesterday. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got 40 seconds, Kim. Oh, four seconds. 40. No, we have 40. Four four zero. Okay. Um, They they wrote down everything. One woman volunteered to give her list out. She mm-hmm. started reading it and said, you know, I thought I was a real slouch yesterday, but I was amazing. And that's what something like writing down what you've done that's positive measurement of your, of your, uh, of your activity and that's will be where, for you. And that's where journaling comes in. That's exactly correct. All right, if so we're we... writing down the right things. Positive. Think positive. Make good things happen. Kim Romanner, thanks very much for joining us. Been a great pleasure talking to you. Kim, congratulations on a super book. And uh, we wish you all the success in the world. And we'll talk to you in the near future. Thank you, Rob. It was great to be here. Nice talking to you, Kim. Kim is the author of The Science of Making Things Happen, Exxon Nation, www.possibilitiesamplified. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the hour as we continue from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. It's about freedom, joy.